No, go ahead, talk. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. No. Do it. No. Do it. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. The WordBros.com. Welcome to another fabulous edition of Word Bros. Yeah, buddy. I'm Kevin Cuff. And I am Bob France, and we have a very special guest coming all the way from Montreal, Canada today. Quebec. From, from the dungeons of Stu Hart. Yeah, and no, that, no, that's in that's in that's in, Cal- that's in Calgary. Calgary yeah. This yeah. is Montreal. Get your get your provinces right, bro. Get your cities straight. <laughs> He's in Quebec. Do they have all dress chips there? I mean, I guess we can find out, right? We're talking yeah. to Andy, we're talking to Andy Belanger today. Um, he currently is running a Kickstarter for Psycho Gorman. You remember that book, right? That came out. Uh, excuse me, that movie that came out over the, uh, the pandemic. Yeah. Yes. Now there's a comic book that Andy is doing with a bunch of cool dudes and dudettes who will explain the the mythology behind the movie Psycho Gorman. There you go. And if, if you're interested in that or in Andy's Lethal Comics or in Andy's Wrestling, we talk about all that. So stay tuned. All right. We are joined today by... Andy Belanger. Yes, that was fun to say. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's more fun my way. Yeah, it's way more fun your way, Andy Belanger. Uh, I didn't invent it. I didn't come up with it. It's been it's been around for for a long time up here in Quebec. So wait a minute. So hang on, Andy Belanger. You're telling me you didn't invent French? What kind of bullshit is that? I've invented so many things, but that wasn't one. All right. Okay. I wish. <laughs> I've been my family's from here originally, but I uh I only moved here in 2012 and I still can't speak French in Quebec. It's it's a uh, it's very very difficult. It's it's as if you just were trying to learn English and uh-huh. they stuck you in like the most northern part of Scotland. <laughs> That's interesting. So That's so what it's like so I, I was under the assumption, maybe just because I'm a dumb American who's never really been anywhere, that like everybody in Quebec speaks French, but that's not the case. No, not at all. No, no, no. In fact, it's 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 a, most French people speaking people can speak English, but if you try and speak French to them, often they will automatically speak English to you right away because a they're like oh. don't ruin my language in my face, <laughs> or. <laughs> I get this all the time, or or they want to practice English, okay. right? But, all right. You know, most films, you know, most films that they're going to see, if they want to see them, would be in English. You know, if they want to watch, you know, Avengers or Captain America or something, you might get a dub version, but, like, you know, they'd have to watch the English version with subtitles. So a lot of them, in, especially in Canada, they can speak English despite... You know, they're, they're just really hanging on to the French language here, really, really hardcore. I just started a new company and all companies that start in Quebec have to have a French name. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. So Lethal That's Comics cool. is 
like the English name, but like the official name that's on all the paperwork and like on all like the the, the bank cards and everything is Bon Désignés L'Italie. Wow, that's, oh, that, wow. that's cool, fancy. Right? Yeah, wow. like, that's now, fancy. Now, what yeah. is this? What does this company make besides like fine wine and cheeses? Like, tell me, what do what do you make with a name like bon that? Assassinations, I think. Oh, wow. That's that's a hefty menu. Is in That's really intense. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was really cool. Like, uh, it is. pretty fun. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna put Lethal Comics on the sign in front of the building, but I'm like, screw that. Let's go with this weird assassin, French assassin name. It sounds yeah. cooler. That's yeah, that's way cooler. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I think I'm, so. I'm learning so much about <laughs> Quebec and, and and now. Do you live in Montreal? Yeah, I live I live in Montreal. So I lived downtown Toronto for like 10, 12 years, uh, like right downtown. And it was getting really intense. Like when I moved there, it was amazing. But then it got so expensive to live downtown Toronto that uh, just people changed. You know what I mean? Like it was like a it was a harder, harder life. Like people were, you know, working harder all the time to, to make rent, like rent tripled. You know, you'd be spending like 800 bucks a month, like, like four years later, that same thing was like over two G's wow. and you're like, what, what the hell? Nothing about my work. You know, I'm making comics. It's not like that's paying me an extra like 4,000 a month. So that's so funny because I had the exact same conversation with uh, my Uber driver leaving NYCC as we were driving to LaGuardia, like we were driving through we were driving through Astoria in, in Queens. And he was like, these apartments when I first moved here were like 600 bucks a month. Now they're like 2000 and nobody's making more money. It's just the way it's just the rent's just gone up. And he's like, cause everybody from Manhattan who can't afford to live in Manhattan's moved to Queens. And then all the people that used to live in Queens now, who knows where they live? And I was like, I don't know, buddy. I'm just, I'm just in the Uber, man. Jump. <laughs> they jumped in the water. They just, yeah. they, that's it. They're in the water. Yeah, I remember staying when I was uh, going to NYC. I've been coming to NYCC since the very first year it was going on uh-huh. uh, at the Javits. Which w- w- when was that? Like I don't. I think that's that had to be like fourteen th- years ago, maybe, maybe two thousand ten. I think. Was no, it is it? Is it? I want to yeah. say. I want to say they w- They moved to the Javits pretty recently. I want to say it was like two thousand and ten. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. It was around 2000. I was about like 28 or 29, I feel like. So, yeah, I feel like that's right. Um, but, I mean, there was a few years there where I stayed in Queens because it was dirt cheap. Yeah. It, it would be like super cheap. Or I'd stay in Brooklyn because Brooklyn was dirt cheap. And then yeah. all of a sudden, it was like, whoa, what's happening? That shit blew up, son. Yeah, it blew up. And, I mean, what? Toronto, same thing. Toronto blew up. And so Mon- Montreal's trying to, but the what's cool about Montreal is they're so hardcore about the French language that like a lot of like investment companies that want to come in, like, you know, in, in Toronto, it's very, it's very Chinese that come in and, and build all these new high rises and buildings. They won't come to, to Montreal because you have to speak French, ah. right? Businesses, French speaking. And I have a feeling Montreal's a little gangster. Like it's, I think it's legit kind of run by a mob. <laughs> <laughs> okay so i think they're like hey if you want to come to montreal you gotta use our crews that makes sense you know the the crews are just gonna like 
drive. It's happening on different parts of the island, like uh, borders and rivers. It's like starting to get big. But comics. And then it's cheap to have a comic book studio here, which is cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. that is cool. And do you um, do you just if I if I go to Montreal and I don't speak French, would a bad French accent, a la Monty Python and the Holy Grail, suffice? Like, would that get me through? He's frozen, but it looks like he's being real mean. But that was that worked too. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's, it keeps freezing. Like I can get in this room, it'll be all right. But then it gets kind of like wonky. Here, let's try something else. But the freeze let's try was something else. The freeze was perfect though, because I I asked you a dumb question, and I just got the freeze, and it was like yeah, that's yeah. kind of a perfect place for a freeze. <laughs> Now we're just going through Andy. Let's see what happens out here. Belanger's house. He's just walking us through his house. Yeah, this is, we're, we're going on a tour. Let's see what happens if I do this. This might work. I know I'm in the dark out here. It's okay. It's I'm afraid a, you're going to turn the light on. And you're going to be in some weird sex dungeon or something. He's going to turn the light on and then it'd like be like somebody else. It'd, yeah. be, it'd be a different person. Holy smokes! <laughs> Yeah, we, we don't have our, our sex dungeon uh, up and running. It's oh, totally dark okay. in here. That's fine. You, I can't, to be honest, I can't get on Twitch anyway right now. It's being dumb, so this is just for us. So I'm fine with you being in the dark if you are. Yeah, what if what if I just get to the window? Oh, there you go. Yeah, that super, makes it look spooky. Super like a horror movie. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 spooky. it's very spooky. It's very spooky. <laughs> There's just kinda, like, I'm like in a window, like looking in, like. Ugh. There's cheeks and just impending beard waiting for all. It's very yeah. frightening. I kind of like this. It's like a it's like a Dracula version yeah. of me. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah. You look like yeah, Ras. Like... You look like Rasputin or something. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna like fuck Hellboy's day up. That's what it is. You gotta you gotta cut a promo on fucking up Hellboy. I could I could I could totally mess with Hellboy. He wouldn't be able to. I feel like he's not the smartest of the heroes. I feel like I could, I could, I could handle him. Yeah. <laughs> so happy, happy Canadian Thanksgiving. Was it Monday Canadian Thanksgiving? Yeah, I had three of them. Terrible. Dang. Oh wow. Yeah, I ate, I ate a lot of turkey, and and on Sunday night I had. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been to Italy, but I had what's called asabuco. Ooh. Ooh. What is that? For, for those that Asabuco I don't know. Is, so. is where they, they take like a, a part of the leg bone and you boil it and you get the, the marrow and you eat the marrow out of the bone That's with the, the meat with the meat around it. It's an Italian dish and it's a, it's badass. That sounds That's, pretty That sounds that great. Sounds, that sounds awesome. It's savage. It's like a, yeah, it's, it's meat overload. So, it's like pure, but now, pure meat hang, overload. now, hang on. I have questions about Canadian Thanksgiving because we, we have several Canadian friends. Um, why is it on a Monday? Oh, uh, I don't know. Just so that people get a long weekend, I guess. Because in the I don't think there's any significance. Because in the states, it's always on a Thursday. It's so always you on get, Thursday. You get Thursday, Friday off, but you guys just get the Monday off and have to go back on Tuesday. Oh, that sounds like a big f you from our government. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like, how about Monday? Oh, Thursday and Friday, f you. Yeah, we yeah get, you get a longer one. You get a yeah. longer one. That's way cooler. So you guys just get the Monday, and then you have to go back on Tuesday. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, now, I was back at work today. Now, what's the story of uh, Canadian Thanksgiving? Because in the United States, it's the idea that like the Native Americans helped the first people at Plymouth Rock, yada, yada, yada. That's what that's what Charlie Brown told me anyway. So what's the story of Canadian Thanksgiving? I, I really feel like it was jealousy. I think they were like, wow, these Americans have this cool holiday. Let's have ours first doing and, the same thing. And let's have better yeah. health care. And, and then you yeah, guys win. We, and you guys win. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I think it probably they probably came up with it when they then when the, a bunch of Canadians sacked the White House. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if you ever heard that story, but yeah, it's a true story. A bunch of Canadians sacked the first White House, and uh, the the Canadianness. I don't think they burnt it down. They just went and peed everywhere. Oh, that sounds <laughs> real Canadian, eh? They drink a lot yeah. of beer. They drink a lot of beer. Yeah, they, they basically came in there and like, we won, we got it, eh? Let's, uh, what are we going to do now? I know, pee on it. And that's what they did. And then ran away. Oh, I, I really got to take, I really got to drain the lizard, eh? Oh yeah, me too. And, and, and they brought all dressed chips with them. I mean, of course, the legend has it that all dressed, because like, we have to stay on brand here and, we, and Bob and I really love all dressed chips. So that's, yeah. That's, so. Now we we've had other Canadians on the show, and this has been a hot topic amongst them. And then I promise we'll stop talking about Canada and actually talk about your comic. I swear to God, and wrestling and, and I cool just, stuff. But Canada is just fascinating to me, and I, I I've always had an affinity for Canada and Canadians. And like today is uh, the start of the National Hockey League season too, so this is a big day in Canada. Um, how do you feel about the ketchup chips? Ketchup chips, thumbs up, thumbs oh, down. Yeah uh we're, we're over it pretty early okay yeah yeah i i don't mind them now and again but it's not it's not a go-to it's not a regular okay it's like smarties everyone's like oh you got smarties i'm like fuck that reese's pieces are way better <laughs> okay so you're equating ketchup chips to the smarties of potato chips okay. it's kind of like yeah it's kind of like the same idea where they're like we have something you don't so it sounds really cool but the truth is it's like reese's pieces taste way better all right, that's cool. So we yeah. have so so far on the pod and Canadian guests, we have Darcy. Darcy. Darcy is for four. He's four ketchup chips. Van Polgeist. Darcy Polgeist is four. You are indifferent, and Jason Copeland is against. Is against. So that's yes. our. That, so that's our. <laughs> that's our poll right there. Thirty-three percent. The the jury's still out on, yeah. on ketchup chips. So that's They're what a bit it is. weird. They're a bit weird. They're a little okay. weird. Okay, yeah. I, I believe you. All right, so enough about Canada, enough about potato chips. Let's talk about the Kickstarter. Let's talk about the book. Let's talk about Psycho Gorman. This thing looks amazing. Oh, it's going to be bananas. It's going to be so crazy. Um, yeah, so it was like, uh, I would say probably like the better part of like 10 years when I started going to Heroes Con, they have Indie Island. And that indie island at Heroes Con had my favorite artists every year. And it was guys that weren't trying to do a house style, like for Marvel and DC, mm -hmm. but they were doing like, you know, pure comics, you know, kind of stuff that, you know, you'd see like Jack Davis or like, you know, Bernie Wrightson or Mike Plug or any of those old sort of like creepy, eerie, you know, EC horror kind of classic comic art, you know, even Kirby, you know, like Jack Kirby stuff, you know, it, it wasn't. It wasn't part of a corporate thing. It was like these guys were all making like their, you know, their best comics. And, you know, it's guys like Jim Rugg and Ben Mara and Alexis Zirit and Aaron Conley. And, you know, a lot of those guys in Indie Island, Ed Pisker, like a lot of those guys were just like 
making their comics and they weren't trying to like fit into a box to get work. Like mm -hmm. when I was, when I was growing up in Toronto, we were all part of Raid Studios and everyone at Raid Studios was trying to get their art to look a way that Marvel and DC would hire them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? As opposed to like what would happen if you were just allowed to draw something in any way you wanted, which is the way I wanted to make comics. I always took heat at that studio because they were like, you know, you're always drawing the way you want. If you don't start drawing the way DC Marvel wants you to draw, you're not going to get work there. And that's, you know, that's, you know, something that's plagued me forever because, you know, I kind of draw the way I want. And I felt like those, those guys at Indie Island were crazy talented, but I knew that they would be in the same boat. So I, I was just dying to make like a heavy metal magazine style thing with those guys that I thought would be like, absolutely cool but there's no way to make like for me to come up with enough money to pull that off you mm -hmm. know what i mean like for me to make a magazine like that you know the way i want to so that it would look like a heavy metal magazine costs about thirty thousand canadian which is what like 22 american Something like to have like it that. printed and shipped and pay for all the talent you know even that's a like a low rate you know like it's yeah, better yeah, than like yeah. a boom rate or like whatever but it's you know most most of these comic publishers that aren't marvel and dc are only paying 150 bucks a page which is like minimum wage right so it's mm -hmm. like i know i'm paying more than that but like as the kickstarter does better they get paid better but i wanted to make that magazine but i knew that you know anthology magazines are a little bit tougher sell so a friend of mine who directed hobo with a shotgun and like uh uh the dark side of the ring stuff jason eisner uh, i was talking to him about comics just like you know texting back and forth and he mentioned the movie and thought i would dig it and i saw psycho gorman and like i freaked out like i love the void um that steven kostansky did like the director but then when i saw psycho gorman i just like lost my mind and all of a sudden that light went off in my head that i could do kickstarter hook up with those creators i've been dying to make a magazine with or a publishing thing you know for the last 10 years and at the same time you know hook up with this crazy amazing movie that has like this wild mythology to the characters and you know, it's a kind of movie like uh, that I just really dig. It's all practical effects pretty much and just crazy stuff. And, you know, like that's what I wanted to do. So everything kind of like fit together. So when we uh, when I got all the guys together and, you know, the creators on board and everything, we, we launched that Kickstarter. And I mean, the people working on the movie, most of them are writing. So like the director, Stephen Kostansky, is writing my my comic and the producer peter kapolsky is writing one for terry nord and the dad uh who played greg in the movie is writing one for j bone that's awesome and uh even the cameraman andy appel who also was cameraman on dark side of the ring uh he's writing one for aaron Connolly, and the guy who was the voice of tube man like you know the brain in the jar uh -huh. he's like a, a a famous dude Stuart wellington and he he's doing one with alexis zirit so that's awesome that's gonna awesome. be just dope as hell i can't wait I yeah, know. man, it's gonna be so cool. I don't want. And then say Bob Fingerman came in last week. They like the guys on Gorman. That's the guys awesome. on Gorman knew Bob Fingerman, so he came in. Yeah, he worked for like Cracked and Mad and Minimum Wage. He did that book, and yeah, he's crazy good. There are not there are not many times I where I see a, where I see where I see a Kickstarter anthology, and I just go, "Oh man, I wish I was on that." Like this is one of those ones where I go. Oh man, I'm kind of jealous that these guys are doing this because it just looks so fucking cool. Fun. Yeah, it looks fun. Well, they uh, they told me they want to do another one, so maybe we can make it happen. Oh, oh, 
Oh, oh, did you see my eyes? You did. Like, I, I, was not, and I was like, yeah, yeah. we were both, we both got stoked. Because <laughs> I just, I love this. I love, I'm a big fan of those anthology comics. I'm a big fan. I grew up reading Mad Magazine. Like yes, I, when they when they relaunched Mad Magazine, I was the guy at the grocery store buying copies of Mad Magazine, and my wife was calling me a child because I'm <laughs> 40 years old. I'm reading Mad Magazine, but I didn't care because it was just so. It was like a warm blanket. I just wrapped myself up in it. I was like, ah, now I'm home again. Um, my wife was a little freaked out when my kids were reading, but that's neither here nor there. But uh, but yeah. So and this is all just like based around lore of the film. Yeah, yeah. So Stephen, the director, kind of came up with the idea of the comic where it all revolved around the the Galactic Council, those guys and their survival stories of how they ended up not getting wasted by Psycho Gorman and how they were on a council to try and get rid of them. So it's all those stories, like those stories by those guys. And Stephen kind of came up with like a paragraph for each writer to sort of like bounce off so that they had some backstory. And uh, it's it's crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. That's They're really crazy. great. I dig yeah. that. Yeah, it's super, super cool. So yeah, the director and the guys on the movie are super hands-on, which is, you know, the way I wanted it, you know, I like, really, I just wanted this thing to happen. You know what yeah. I mean? And we just like creatively just, I, everyone was just super open and gelling with everything. And, you know, just let's see what happens. Like when I did our story with him, Steve and I were on the phone for like, I don't know, two, three hours. And like us jamming ideas was like the most fun thing ever. Like, he, he was hilarious and because it's comic books he could just like be totally free with any idea that he wanted you know like film is so much tougher to, to get stuff across but like with comics you can do anything and that's part of like what I want to do with lethal comics I don't want to be constricted by like film tv stuff like everyone nowadays that's making comics seems to be trying to make something that they're hoping is going to be a film property or a television yeah, yeah, property yeah, yeah. Right. and like right. to be honest comics are dying because of it like People need to go back to making dope comics that sell. Like, like all these companies, they want to make film and TV. They don't want to sell comics. Like, sell comics. And it's weird, you know, too. That's because, the problem. And I find it odd, too, because with comics, you can do anything you want to do. Like, you're not limited by budget or, or special effects or this. You can just do whatever pops into your head. Sometimes at the behest of the artist that you're working with or you're collaborating with, because they'll just be like, why do I have to draw fucking 8 million alien ships? And she's like, because baby, that's what popped up in the old noodle. But you're, but there's so much you can do with it. Why do you, is, is it just for the, are they just chasing dollars? Yeah. I think they think that if they're, they're making TV money, that's where the money's going to come from. But like, like movie and TV money, as far as like optioning your properties, isn't what it was you know, in the nineties where you could make a hundred K on optioning and then a million dollars on day of shooting. It doesn't work like that anymore. If you get 10 to $20,000 for optioning your film or your comic as a film or television, like you're lucky. So it's kind of like the, the money's not there anymore that people think it is. So people really need to get back to selling comics. Like how do we take this comic book and sell the, the hell out of it? And I don't think it's, it's going to be by making it some dry, television film script i think it's gonna be by making it wild as fuck like yeah you just <laughs> like, you just gotta go all balls out yeah. world kirby shit yeah get yeah. crazy with yeah. it because because yeah. comics were meant to be like fun and i think what you're saying and 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 bob and i have talked about this on the podcast before comics sometimes have lost their fun and like it, they're so worried about being 
serious all the time instead of just like making a good comic that's actually fun that people go hey i just i just want to see what happens with psycho gorman because that shit's going to be ridiculous it's going to be wild i don't know what i'm gonna get so um and that's what i think people should get into comics for so tell us more about how that came about with with the collaboration between um you and the filmmakers and the actual way that the the film affected you enough to get a uh into making a, a fun comic about it. What, what oh, prompted well, you I to, mean, to say this would be a comic? Well, the first time I saw it, I watched it three times in a row. Like, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't liked a movie that much since like Fury Road. Like I, I haven't like, every so often a movie will come out and I'll watch it like 50 times. Or like, you know, like, I would say Casino Royale and like Fury Road were tied for how many times I went in the theater to see them. I went like 10 times to those movies. Wow. I thought they were so good. And Psycho Gorman was the same thing. It was during COVID that it dropped, but like I, I must have watched it the first week like 10 times. I was just like so into it. And, you know, friends of mine started watching it and they're like, oh my God, this movie was like made for you. And so I just knew I had to make the comics. So I started like talking to some of my connections and figuring out how I could get in touch with like the, the, the director and the producer who were in Toronto. So they're local and I know tons of people in Toronto. So it wasn't hard. But what, what, what we did was once I got in touch with them, you know, and started feeling it out, um, guys in my studio run a, a video game startup and they showed me how the, they would make a pitch deck, like a proper pitch deck for raising millions of dollars for a video game. So I just followed that model and made this like crazy, amazing pitch deck and sent it to Steven and Peter and, uh, and Stuart Andrews, the guy that, um, you know, was one of the guys who was, uh, you know, producing the movie too. You know, and it was a lot of meetings going back and forth. You know, it was hard getting them on board with Kickstarter. But once I kind of talked them into, like, what Kickstarter is now, um, they got into it. And, uh, you know, things are going really well with the thing. We're about halfway through, you know, and we've been more than funded. And the more money we make now is, like, more I pay the creators and the more cool stuff I get to make. That's So uh, That's yeah, awesome. my wife is in here turning off all the lights. And the only way I'm lit up out here <laughs> is by the lights in there. So hang on a second. So that that's sort of how it came in, came to be. I, I treated it like a, an actual pitch. I love how like this whole interview is just like me creeping around like a like a like a vampire. I think it. You know, I think it's very much on brand. It's almost Halloween. Like let's just do it. Yeah. <laughs> like let's just roll with what we're getting here. Let's not let's not tempt fate. Let's just enjoy what we have together. That's sweet, sweet, sweet internet. Yeah, we gotta get we gotta get that net. We, we gotta get the the nets on here. Here, I got the the light back. This should work. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's how I, it came about. I, I just treated it like a, you know, a proper like pitch for a film or whatever, or you know, anything you want to raise money for. But like, how they would do it like super professionally. And um, I'm gonna be giving that out. People can actually see that. If you get the deluxe sort of package for digital, I'm sending that along with it, so you can, so people can actually see. What the, you're gonna send the pitch deck? Oh, I'll show you guys. I'll send it to you. So That's you can check interesting. It out. I would love That's to awesome. see that. That's how that came. And it was me, like actually calling all the the creators and being like, "Hey, this is a thing. You want to do it?" And it's only like you know, any, everyone had to do sort of like two to six pages so that's low commitment you know yeah. for a comic book artist it's not like you know when someone comes to me with like hey can you do 10 pages or 20 pages you're like oh fuck like that's a that's a that's a big chunk of time you know yeah. but like three to six pages isn't too bad that you you know that could be a week week and a half or even less depending on how fast you are like 
So, um, yeah, and it's got a crazy cool mix of, of styles. Like, that was the big thing. I just really wanted to mix styles so they all look sort of different and, and far out. But, like, you know, in, in sort of the spirit of that indie island of, you know, Heroes Con. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. I'm really excited for you. This is very cool. And um, you're also, a, a, I guess you're also a professional wrestler here. Is that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, before we get to that part, um, I actually, besides doing the anthology at Lethal Comics, each one of us meet, there's me, Carl Kershaw, who did uh, uh, all kinds of stuff for Marvel and DC. And uh, he had an image series uh, called Isola recently. Okay. And Kerry uh, Nord's on there from Conan fame. So we each have our own series. And I have one called Mother Trucker that's about a, a space wrestling trucker. And that's my lethal thing that I do all the time. So uh, the first one came out on Kickstarter and I was kind of like the guinea pig for that. So once they saw how well I could do on Mother Trucker being like a new series, doing my own thing, whatever I wanted, which was combining my wrestling and my comics, uh, the other guys jumped on board with their stuff and they like crushed on Kickstarter like right away. So, you know, this is sort of what we're doing from now on. So getting into the wrestling, I kind of became a wrestler to make this comic. Um, that's, you know, what, that, that's that, cool. That takes balls. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, or stupidity. I didn't maybe know what I was getting. Well, into. I didn't want to say stupidity because you seem like a nice guy and I didn't want to offend you. So I used the word balls. <laughs> so you know, I, I think anyone that comes up with some really awesome ideas that someone might call a genius, that person also probably like does some dumbass shit like a whole lot like you know i if if there's a way to mess something up i I mess it up like a hundred million times before i get it right but anyway when i moved to montreal it's a giant wrestling town as big as hockey wrestling is huge there must be like 20 indie feds here that's crazy it's it's massive yeah it's massive so my my video game friends from ubisoft started taking me to wrestling matches like every weekend and we just get like hammer drunk and yell at wrestlers and try and get chops and whatever. And I started meeting them and doing t-shirts and posters and all the rest. And one of my buddies uh, who was actually on Psycho Gorman, his name's Andrew Stott. He goes by Shane Hawk. He was like a, a big Chikara wrestler in the day. Shane Hawk uh, and, and Manny, PCP Crazy Manny, who run IWS here, which is the biggest wrestling fed, invited me to a school they were starting a school so i was like the second student at this school and uh i've been ever since it's been like six years and uh you know i've been training like crazy and then in covid this like super sort of like famous local guy who was you know on tv in japan for ddt named speedball mike bailey he's wrestled all over the world got kind of stuck here and uh during covid and the two of us trained like for a year and a half like 18 months so I went from being like a real crappy wrestler to like a pretty okay wrestler. <laughs> That's cool. But now we're getting we're getting invites to go to like all these places. Like we got an invite to Paris and we got an invite to to Colorado to start coming together where it's like, you know, we do wrestling and comics seminars. So it's kind of like this gonna be this funny thing. But yeah, it was like six years ago I just started getting into pro wrestling. And now I'm like pretty serious about it. I you know, I go to practice every week. I got matches on the weekend. It's uh it's crazy you know so, and that's how you know that's how i make mother trucker it's like you know i know how all this stuff looks how it's set up and like how it feels when you, when you take these moves so it's a, uh, you know it's a lot of fun so instead of instead of like pick up beer league hockey you just 
professional wrestle on the weekends. Yeah, man. That yeah, sounds awesome. that sounds so much cooler than beer league hockey because I've played beer league hockey and it's stupid. But this, this sounds like this sounds like a lot of fun. Now tell us about your tell us about your character that you play or your your gimmick. What's your oh. gimmick? Oh yeah, yeah. His his name his name is uh, the animal Bob Anger. Ah, that's so a good one. A, yeah, he, he sounds like like a crazy guy that's going to sell you a used car. All right, yeah, but he's a uh, he's he's very animalistic. Yeah, yeah, he's very animalistic, and uh, I wear a ma- like a lucha mask because I'm in love with like Jushin Thunder Liger. He's like one of my favorite wrestlers, oh, yeah. and you know because of the superhero thing growing up and all that, I was like, I have to have a mask. Like, you gotta have a mask. <laughs> gotta so, have a mask. He's got a mask and giant like like '80s hair. Like, yeah, like, his like hair Thunder is Liger. Like, yeah. like, he looks like he was in the band Wasp. That's awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's really yeah. great. Yeah. So, yeah, so- he was like, yeah, he. Motley Crue hair. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Do you I'm bald watch? As fuck, so it's kind of nice. <laughs> do you watch wrestling like um, now? Like, do you, are you are you regularly watching it, or are you to participate too much to to like actually watch? No, I watched, and that's part of like the learning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I watch pretty much everything New Japan does. I watch New Japan Strong, which is nice. you know a lot of American wrestlers in yeah, LA. Yeah, yeah. So I watch New Japan Strong like crazy. It's awesome. I'm in love with Chris Dickinson. That guy's a monster. He's, he's just a monster. He's good. Yeah, he's so good. And he he was uh, IWS champion up here in Montreal. Really? A little bit. I did not know that he cool. was. And and um, yeah, 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 yeah. And he used to like my trainer and uh, like superstar, you know, Speedball Mike Bailey uh, used to have all these big matches against that guy. So it was like kind of cool. Well, I, Bailey's wrestled everybody. You know, he's wrestled Kenny Omega. He's wrestled, you know, Walter. He's wrestled everybody. Dang. Um, But, yeah, so so it's kind of fun. And him and I started a wrestling promotion together on Twitch called Friday Night Speedball. That sounds fun. And just started. We're on our our fourth one. Yeah, it's really cool. So it's like there's two announcers that you can see their face. And they're interacting with the chat. And then we have, like, four big judo mats. And there's no ropes. We just, like, go at it, like, sort of catch style. And, uh, you know, we actually interact with the fans on Twitch and, like, beat the shit out of each other. That sounds awesome. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. That yeah. sounds, that sounds I, super I won fun. last week. Last week, was, yeah, the, the, uh, the Friday Night Speedball number three was uh, animals, animals Speedball. So I got to win everything. And Bailey and I had this crazy match where we just beat the crap out of each other. If you ever get to see it, I take a super kick at the end that's, like, pure real. I thought he broke my jaw. <laughs> Now let me I stepped he- into a super kick. Can I-, I stepped into a super kick and like almost broke my jaw. Now Andy, Andy, will you do me a favor and, and will you cut a promo in your animal voice right now? Can you do that? Can you just go into the character or do you need like the mask and the wig and stuff? Um the the mask helps, but uh, uh what's his like his like uh go-to thing is uh uh the posts are my trees and the ropes are my branches. And the mat, that's where I hunt. And at IWS on, what is it? October 16th, hunting is going to be good. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's, that's wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, yeah, so you're all in. Are you watching the G1 right now? Fuck yeah. Although mm. I haven't seen, uh, I didn't see, what it was it? Was it yesterday? I didn't, um, Okada and Sonata's match weren't up in English yet today. 
Oh, so, the, okay, okay, okay. It, right. it just I, they hadn't they hadn't so like on the New Japan uh, thing that I pay for, like I pay for their service. I pay for um, it too. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. The English version just wasn't up yet, so yeah, I was yeah, like yeah. kind of pissed off because I heard it was a four star match between Okada and Sonata. I thought that um, was, so I was didn't they do that a couple days ago? I couldn't find it on the the thing. Maybe I'm just blind and missed think, it. But I, I did I, watch. I, I did watch um, uh, Abushi today abushi and um and uh shingo and okay. shingo's been my guy for like a year and a half like shingo's great shingo, shingo's been, like, your guy isn't he bobby no i'm a, i like ishi i'm an ishi, like ishi. Guy. okay oh ishi's dope ishi's yeah. dope ishi's my dude like yeah. that's that's yeah. my go-to whenever i want to get someone who watches wrestling into new japan i'm like you gotta watch ishi because all of his matches are kind of the same but he's going to beat the fuck out of you and it's the best thing in the entire world to watch. Like it's so much fun. Yeah, Ishii's dope. Ishii's like, dope. I love. I love the whole thing. Like I love all of them. It just has a different feel. It feels like a sporting event. You know, yeah. at the end, like if you ever watch in Japanese, and it gets to near the end of the match, and they're freaking out, like at the end of a hockey game, and they're losing their shit. You know what I mean? And yeah. you know, it, it's treated like a sporting event a little more. So it, it, I, I like it more. Yeah. for some reason and like you'd think because of comics I, I would want it more like wwe but like you know i i just don't like the everything's too slow in wwe like new japan moves fast yeah, yeah you know yeah, what i mean yeah, yeah. and feels like you know everything feels like you know like a, a double overtime mm-hmm. so a- i just love, love that feeling. what's that AEW. yeah i watched some of it because all my friends are on that yeah like uh <laughs> Uno and Stu for the Dark Order. Mm-hmm. I've had some of my best matches against Uno. Really? Um, Matt, yeah, Matt Lee and and uh, Jeff Parker. Um, so Matt Martell. Matt Martell was my trainer for two years. Oh, wow. So he, he just, uh, yeah, so he's on there with Daniel Garcia. And, like, his, you know, his first, like, two things on, like, AEW was he was getting, like, smoked by Sting. It was like yeah, it was cool. surreal. Yeah, <laughs> it was so and, and the funny part is, you could tell, like, you could tell, you can not getting fucked up by Sting, and you could tell those dudes were really enjoying getting beat up by Sting. Like it, it was hard for them to hold oh. back the excitement of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. Loving it, That's loving awesome. it. Yeah, yeah, super cool. That's great, yeah. man. Yeah, Matt, Matt. I lost thirty. I've lost thirty pounds when Matt started training. That guy like worked us like dogs. It was crazy. It was good though. That's awesome. But uh, yeah, so there, you know, I'm wrestling crazy. I have two matches. I have a match on Friday, Friday night ski ball on Friday, and then on uh, Saturday we have a big thing at uh, one of the big venues called MT uh, Telus, where they have concerts. That's awesome. And uh, this is the last. This is the last show before they go full capacity in November. So we get to go full capacity in November, which is going to be exciting. And that's like 1,500 people can get in. Wow, that's so- awesome. Um, yeah, Montreal, we got so smoked with COVID at the beginning that everyone's like crazy hardcore about it now. So it's uh, it's cleared up pretty well. So, yeah, we're going to get back to full capacity in November, I hope, in case, you know, something else happens. But you right, never so know. Let me ask you, um, what's, but this, yeah, so what's this Saturday? What, and then. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. What's the scariest move that you take? Like, what's the scariest move that you've taken? That's weird because some of the scariest ones that you're, you shit your pants over are kind of nothing. 
Really? You know what I mean? Like, wow. a, yeah, like F an F five is nothing. You know what I mean? Like a pile driver is nothing. Like, uh, you know, you could get a pile driver done really wrong and hurt yourself, but like, if you kind of just tuck, you're not going to hurt yourself. <laughs> like, you'll be all right. Um, uh, you can get fucked up with a Canadian destroyer, but it's also not that bad. Um, what's bad for me is anytime I try and do anything too flippy because I'm getting too old. <laughs> so, if, uh, you know, like, like my guy's just like, you know, my guy's like, hey, Andy, just do a back handspring. I'm like, are you high? Like, I can't do that. <laughs> and like, I've landed on my head a few times. Like, you've seen photos where guys are like, look at me, I'm a tree. You know what yes. I mean? Where it's yeah, just yeah. like their head coming up. Yeah, I've done that. I've done that a few times and it really hurts my neck. Like, like you, I've heard crunching and stuff. So Ooh. I don't like anything Oof. to do with my neck. Um, I did something really stupid a few weeks ago. It was like three weeks ago. Uh, so I had a, a comic convention I went to in Spain in Avilas, north of Madrid. Um, and the night before I had a big match at TELUS. And uh, there was a guy that we have that comes out called Max Lemire, who's like a 320 pound power lifter. Okay. And he can like oh, wow. pull airplanes and shit. And I just got it in my head that I was going to top rope. So one of my moves is kind of like a cane clothesline. Okay. Or okay. I come down with like a big, I call it the animal hammer. And it's like a come down and give you like a, like a, like just a, like a, you know, almost like a, a Ricky, Ricky, the dragon did the same thing, but with like a chop, but mine's okay. like with a fist. So I'll come down and do that. And I jumped and I didn't realize it's like 15 feet in the air. And I came down and like, he's supposed to like bump a little bit so that there's some give or I should have just like hit the ground and rolled right to take the shockwave away from my ankles, but he didn't move. So I kind of hit him and Ooh. went straight into the ground and I sprained the living fuck out of my ankle. It, oh, wow. it went like a balloon after and uh, it wasn't broken because I could walk on it and stuff, but like it was the size of a balloon. So the next day at the airport to Spain to the comic convention, I was hobbling around on top of my suitcase. <laughs> you know, and people are coming up like, would you like a wheelchair? Would you like a wheelchair? And I'm like, get out of here. I'm a wrestler. I don't need your wheelchair. That's awesome. And you know, and you realize that like the, the terminal you got to get to is like a mile away. And you're like, fuck, I should have taken a wheelchair. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah, that was super dumb. I did that. That was really dumb. I'm trying to think. Um, there's been a few times where you're like, people are like, Hey, are you ever, don't, you know, don't hurt your drawing hand. And one of my first matches ever was like this big battle Royal. And I went over the top and you know, when Andre would get like hooked up in the ropes, yes. yeah. I got my, got my drawing hand hooked up in the rope immediately oh, no. and was dangling off of it. it. It didn't hurt really, but like all of a sudden I got flashes in my head of every single person that was like, Oh, don't hurt your hand. And there I'm dangling from my wrist. Like, <laughs> that's hilarious. So yeah, I haven't, I also say no a lot. You know what I mean? People will be like, okay, top rope Canadian destroyer. I'm like, you need someone younger for that. I yeah. can't do that. <laughs> no, I'll do a lot of stuff, but not that. That's hilarious. Um, but the, the times I get hurt most are like when we're, we're, you know, kicking each other, you know, like, and it, it's my, myself, cause I I'll put myself in a weird position, but I'll like kick, get kicked or need, you know, and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. get a little knocked out, you know, it's happened a few times where you, you feel yourself like, can I get knocked out? That's happened a few times, but 
yeah right now i'm like kind of like a mess there's like my jaw's killing me my ankle's still kind of messed up my left knee is gonna go like any day now like it it, it kind of pops in and out and it's really disgusting and hurts like a bitch so that you know wrestling wrestling is a uh, hard on you it's a hardcore contact sport when you're in your 40s your yeah. body's kind of like yeah. hey what are you yeah. doing dummy yeah because again yeah. that's exactly what i'm thinking it's like what are you doing to yourself you're an old man like this is crazy yeah. <laughs> well i have 18 issues more of mother trucker and then i'll think about quitting all right okay well but it, it's just, gonna take me four or five years to finish it so we'll see i just hope you live through all of it that's my hope because yeah i hope so too. it's uh, so much fun though it's like the most fun ever that's awesome. There's it, nothing it, it better looks than, like fun when we walk, I, but, I, but I'm too old for that. <laughs> you don't know the joy that is clotheslining a guy as hard as you can into the dirt and then looking up and there's like, you know, a thousand people there being like, yeah! and you're like, fucking right on. <laughs> like if you go on my, if you go on my Twitter, I did them. There's like the, my cover page, my cover picture on my Twitter um they did a show right before just for laughs which is the big comedy festival and i think kevin hart was coming on that night so there must have been like ten thousand or fifteen thousand people in front of the ring when, when i came out and when i came out it's the first time i ever had like pyro or smoke and these giant smoke balls went off and it was just like fifteen thousand people that was some crazy ass shit that's awesome like <laughs> that's some adrenaline that's some crazy. It's in my Twitter picture. You can see me. I my I hands are up. It, yeah. It's just like it's awesome. Smokes going off and like yeah, fifteen thousand. That was some crazy shit. And you're normally, you know, you're in a house show that has maybe like a hundred, two hundred, three hundred. But to come out to that was just like a sea of people all through the downtown. You're like, we're all freaking out. You know. That's awesome. It was a. Uh, it's worth it. It's really cool. And you know, all that stuff goes into the comic books. You know, like that. Yeah. All that that experience kind of goes in at least i i'm hoping it is that's awesome but, uh, dude I'm, I'm super excited for yeah. you so you I, got, don't know. I don't know you got psycho yes. you got psycho gorman now and then when are we going to get more mother truckers when is that when are you going to start when are you going to do that for the second kickstarter well i'm almost done the second yeah i'm almost done the second yeah so i did the second kickstarter already in june mm -hmm. so okay. uh it's finished so i'm halfway done the book so the, the books are going to come out um in a, in a month or two and then um, after the books come out, um, I'm going to be getting into Mother Trucker 3. That's awesome. And, That's uh, awesome. That'll probably go in February or February or March. I'll run the, the Kickstarter for that and then uh, put those books out. And I want to do three next year. I only did one this year, and but I was building a company. You know, I was helping all the <laughs> other guys get their Kickstarters off the ground. I was building the company, and I ran one mother trucker campaign and the psycho Gorman one. So it was a lot of work, but I mean, and you were taking, you know, super next year I want to run one more anthology. You were taking super kicks to the face. So, I mean, it happens. You were taking super kicks and Canadian destroyers. I mean, you're a busy guy. Yeah, it's pretty busy. Yeah. So, I mean, give yourself a break, dude. <laughs> yeah. Give yourself some credit. Like that's yeah. a lot. Yeah. It's, a, it's a lot yeah. to get super kicked in the face and make like a bunch of comics so that, I mean, you're doing it. So yeah. 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 Well, you'd, you'd think that super kicks don't hurt. You'd think that like maybe it's a trick, but it's kind of it not always is. Sometimes <laughs> it's like yeah, just eat that super kick in the face. You're like I just got like karate, like 
it was like Chuck Norris just showed up and kicked me in the face. Like, <laughs> I always thought that would be funny. You know, like no one ever makes that comic about Batman, about his goons. You know, they're at the bar and they're just chilling and they just rob somebody. And then Batman shows up in the bar with his lame ass tights. And they're just like, oh, this fucking guy. He's going to come over here and break my arm. Watch this. This sucks. Here, let's take a shot real quick before he breaks our arms. You know, like, like, I don't know. I, I don't know where I got off on that tangent. I just think, you know, if you were a goon in Gotham City, Batman would be like actually kind of lame. <laughs> I think they'd make fun of it. <laughs> well, Andy, we really appreciate I know if I was a goon in Gotham City, I'd totally make fun of Batman. Oh, of course of you'd course. have to. Yeah. Yeah. All right, dude. Well, we really appreciate. Go ahead. We really appreciate you coming on. The uh, Psycho Gorman Kickstarter is going on for uh, about ten more days, so you guys can get in on that. It's going to be a lot of fun. You got some really great artists on this, and look for Mother Truckers in February. We'd love to have you back on in February to talk about the uh, third issue of Mother Truckers if you if you come back. Hell yeah, yeah, for sure, anytime. All right, this is fun, guys. Yeah, super cool. It'll be great. Well, Sorry, I had to do it in the dark, like like Nosferatu over here. <laughs> no, that's amazing. That makes it. I think that adds, it adds to the mystique. Like it adds to the mystique of of you <laughs> and Psycho Gorman and uh, Mother Trucker all together, like in the dark. Like <laughs> it's it, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> Where the can we find is you so on shit in the back of the house? <laughs> Where can we find you on social social media? Uh, so on Instagram, I'm, uh, Andy underscore Belanger and Twitter. I'm at Andy Belanger and Facebook. It's Andy Belanger. And, uh, if you go to lethalcomics.com, that has everything to do with my comics. Everything's kind of connected and hooked in there and everything we're going to be doing for lethal comics in the next, you know, four or five years is all, all going right. to be up there. So it's kind of cool. And if I yeah, want to, and if I want to watch your Twitch wrestling show, what's that? It's called Friday Night Speedball. So if you if you look up Speedball Mike Bailey on Twitch, uh-huh. um, it'll take you right to it. And he, he he does his Twitch show every day, but like on Friday nights, um, that's when we're gonna have Friday Night Speedball. And uh, this week's kind of it's gonna be crazy. There's like a, I think we're we're mixing wrestling with the Hot Wing Challenge, oh, wow. uh, and I'm pretty sure that they're gonna try and fuck over the animal. Like I'm pretty sure. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, if, if, if Friday Night Speedball was Seinfeld, I'm definitely Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. All right, dude. Well, thank you so much. We well, really, thanks, guys. We really appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, have a good one. Yeah, bud. See you later. Thank you, man. Later. Bye. You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast, thewordbros.com.